Hi, welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Ines Kosana. Thanks for joining us. In our latest series called Why We Need, we are talking about why we need mosquitoes. Joining us is Jeremy Heron, a scientist at the International Center of Insect Physiology and Ecology. He starts by telling us why we need mosquitoes. So mosquitoes are a very important part of um, several different ecosystems. In particular, they have sort of uh, two different lives. Their, their larval stage, which is aquatic, um, and the adult stage, which is uh, aerial for an insect that flies around. So in terms of the larval stage, they're a very important part of this, this sort of ecosystem, an aquatic ecosystem of, of puddles that generally last for a short period of time. There's a high percentage of the biomass in a lot of these puddles actually is mosquitoes. In terms of the adult stage, that's the one which people generally are more displeased with. They fly around and the female mosquitoes bite people, which is something that is generally uh, not liked by by anyone, I don't think. That, that is definitely a, a drawback of mosquitoes. But the important thing, I think, to stress is that most mosquitoes don't actually bite people. So there are, uh, you know, well over 3,000 different species of mosquitoes, and uh, a small fraction of those um, actually like feeding on humans. Um, and then an even smaller fraction of those that uh, like to feed on humans are actually tra transmitting diseases. I think when you when you talk about the negative consequences of mosquitoes as a whole, it, it's kind of unfair to lump all of those ones which are uh, going about their business and, and really not causing much harm to us um, in with the ones, the sort of smaller number that are causing harm to us in, in terms of the adults. Uh, in terms of you know the benefits, uh, mosquitoes do feed on nectar and they do pollinate. Um, so that is something which is, is beneficial. I think they're, they're generally not considered to be absolutely critical for pollination of, of one plant or another, but um, as a whole, because there are a lot of them in, in some ecosystems, they do, do contribute quite a lot to pollination of, of, of flowers. Yet, despite the fact that very few mosquitoes harm people, we seem determined to get rid of them at all costs. Mosquitoes are often, you know, very much vilified by everyone. But um, when we talk about these three and a half thousand species of mosquitoes that, you know, 98% of them don't do any harm to us, they're actually really quite fascinating creatures. And, and that's why I think it's, it's sad to think about trying to get rid of all of them. And I don't think we can, to be honest. I think that um, that that would really not be feasible, but um, I think they're also underappreciated because within that there are some really fascinating uh, different types of mosquitoes. You've got a number of mosquitoes that actually have found a way to survive without feeding on blood, um, and so they found other ways to get that protein. You've got carnivorous mosquitoes that actually feed on other mosquitoes. So there's a huge diversity. I mean. Anywhere you look in, in biological systems, you find a lot more diversity than you, than you expected. But especially in mosquitoes, there's a lot of really interesting uh, mosquitoes that are doing all kinds of fascinating things that are not doing anything bad to us. And even if you, you, know, if you talk about the ones which are carnivorous, they're actually eating other mosquitoes that are potentially doing harm to us. So I think, uh, yeah, we, we need to appreciate the diversity and realize that it's only a very, very small number of these mosquitoes 
which are really doing harm to us and you know target you know any anything we do to try and control them should be quite targeted so that we minimize the damage to, to the ecosystem what would happen if we removed all of the mosquitoes from the world i'd say it's difficult to predict that um, you know food webs are, are, are very complex and to figure out exactly what would happen if you removed you know a whole class of organisms there's so many different connections that i think it'd be quite difficult to predict that but we can say that in in ecosystems where mosquitoes are are very important and there are many of those so we look at the the habitat of the, of a puddle without that that biomass of mosquitoes things would be quite different there would be you know less food available for fish and frogs it is hard to predict but generally this would disrupt a lot of ecosystems if you were to remove all mosquitoes and i don't think that's something that we would want to do but there may be a better case to be made for um controlling or even removing one or two or a, a handful of species of mosquitoes which which are most detrimental to humans um but not of maybe the most important in the in in the habitats uh, where they exist mosquitoes aren't just annoying with the buzzing sound they make and because they bite people they spread diseases like malaria and dengue your work focuses on blocking malaria transmission can you tell us a bit more about this Yeah um so so of course as you mentioned mosquitoes do transmit a lot of um diseases and this causes you know huge impact um on on health systems on on economies and there's a lot of um effort that's been placed on trying to control mosquitoes so that we can control these these diseases that's what what I work on we're trying to find way, better ways of of controlling mosquitoes we are Uh, we investigate a, a microbe that lives in Anopheles mosquitoes and that's um the, the the genus of mosquitoes that transmits malaria and we found a symbiotic microbe that lives very happily in a certain um percentage of mosquitoes and when those mosquitoes have that microbe they're unable to transmit malaria so in the sort of principle of it it, it is a bit like uh, a vaccination in that the mosquitoes um have this characteristic this microbe and because they have that they are prevented from being able to transmit um the malaria parasite so we're trying to develop that into a, a tool that can be deployed the microbe has some really interesting characteristics that it can be transmitted from a mother mosquito to all of her offspring and can also be transmitted uh when mosquitoes mate so it has uh the capacity to spread through mosquito populations um and once you get a certain number of mosquitoes infected with this microbe you get a sort of uh, a herd immunity like effect where the malaria can no longer be transmitted by mosquitoes so interestingly in in relation to this topic uh we're not actually trying to get rid of mosquitoes um you know our our strategy with this research is to accept mosquitoes for what they are but take um take a lot of the danger out of of what they do by stopping them from being able to transmit diseases and i think that the benefit of that type of approach is so the mosquito is really a, a very formidable enemy in terms of its capacity to adapt and to evolve and um 
you know, we've, we've tried killing mosquitoes with all kinds of insecticides, and in every case, they eventually evolve resistance to them. Um, so in a way, what, what, uh, what I think a slightly different angle is to accept the mosquito and not try and do something that is going to kill it, because whatever you do to kill it, it will try and evolve or it will evolve the capacity to overcome that. In a sense, we're working with the mosquito against the plasmodium or the malaria parasite. And I think that that could be, um, um, evolutionarily speaking, a more sensible approach. You've also done work on a species of mosquitoes that spread through East Africa. Can you take us through this? Yeah, I think that there are a lot of changes in the composition of the mosquitoes that, that are around us these days, and in particular the ones that transmit malaria. Um, so, the, you know, even within the species that are endemic to Africa, we've had some shifts. Um, we've had some shifts from, from certain species that are, are bite almost entirely humans to species that are quite happy to feed on both humans and livestock. And those do quite well in areas where we have a lot of bed nets. Bed nets are the most common malaria prevention tool. They form a protective net around the bed and are one of the cheapest ways of protecting people from malaria. Often they have insecticide on them that kills the mosquitoes. In areas where there's a lot of bed nets, those mosquitoes that focus almost entirely on biting humans are actually starting to not really have enough places to get, uh, to, to be able to feed, not, not able to get enough blood. But this other species, it's Anopheles arabiensis, which is quite good at uh, feeding on livestock is, it, and humans, is, quite, is not great for the situation because it means that the, the bed nets don't actually so much decrease the, um, the density of mosquitoes. Now, another worrying development in terms of these shifts is to do with a, a species of mosquitoes which is um, generally found in, in Asia and it's called Anopheles stephensi and, and that is a mosquito vector which is very happy to live in uh, urban environments. Um, and in, in Africa primarily the, the mosquitoes which transmit malaria are, are rural and therefore malaria has been more of a rural disease. But now with the with this this Anopheles stephensi having coming into to having come into Africa and being spread around, um, there's a real risk that malaria in Africa could start to become much worse in urban environments, which is uh, a very worrying trend because we obviously have um, you know a lot of people living in in big cities. Uh, and and um, if there are outbreaks of malaria in, in cities in Africa, that could um, be, be very, very detrimental. Not all mosquitoes are harmful to humans. They also play a role in pollination and serve as food for other species. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozea Patel. From me, Ines Kotana. Bye for now.